maximize your sense of aliveness, gain new perspectives on health, your body, and the meaning of life. You can control your physiology and how you feel in your body in this moment. Your life will never be the same. This is the Vitality Podcast with Andrea Page. Outside of the city, and I'm sitting with Matilda, and we're just um, aware, let's say, of some consults that she's had with practitioners over the past few months, um, specifically Americans, and we're listening to some recordings of them, uh, and it's giving me fuel for the fire for the course that I'm creating uh, on being like. The, the terminology perhaps isn't finalized, but something like an authentic health coach rather than someone who's just reproducing what they've studied in a book or heard from a teacher, a mindless, yet compassionate, mindless health coach. And um, so I think the intention for this discussion is about um, the ego in healing and where does that play in. And uh, yeah. Do you want to preface it with some things that you were telling me before? Yeah, I was. Um, yeah, I was just mentioning this thing about how. Um, yeah, especially my my experience with American practitioners are that they have a big ego and they have this tendency to put themselves first and talk about. Uh, if you just follow my advice, I will heal you and cure you for everything that you're suffering from which is a very different approach from the European like health system where I which yeah I grew up in and like um I have that mentality towards it because it's our birthright to have free healthcare in Denmark where I come from so this idea about people selling us health is uh is very un-european or especially in in Scandinavia um so yeah this thing about putting in the ego and and talking about uh uh, yeah, passing on sentences like, I got this recipes from the Egyptians, um, who's this alchemist, which is just, it's, you know, it's, uh, yeah, and, and, you know, it's so, health, it's, it's so, it's such a vulnerable thing, so you easily, when, when you reach out to a consultant like this, it's because you want help, and there's something that is bothering you, or you're suffering for something, so you're such an easy victim. Uh, and even though his intentions might be good and might be right, there is still like uh, they the way of like putting the ego such so much in front is just um, it doesn't really res- resonate with me. And as I yeah yeah and as I said earlier, I always um, loved how how you would um, mentioned your biases before and every time you speak. Uh, you always did that at the health talks in Bali. You would always say that this is my, this is the areas of where I'm biased, and this is my. Also, you would also mention what your trainings are, what your, what kind of education you have, and uh, as a journalist, I really like that. You know, the open, the openness towards it. This is me, and this is, uh, this is how I should be, um, approached. Yeah. Yeah, the I mean the difference that I see at least that I've come 
I guess, in the maturation of my practice to understand is that I'm not speaking, I'm not, I have no interest in building a system. I have no interest in converting people. I have no interest in selling things. Um, my desire is for people to have a conversation with themselves and do their inner work. And so when I speak, right, my ego speaks, I'm speaking in defense of the body. I'm speaking on behalf of the body. I'm translating things for the body. And so this isn't like the ancient Egyptians gave me this formula. It's the body works like this. The laws of nature are this. And that is my bias. It is natural hygiene. It's going back to what's true beyond when our human mind gets in the way. So when we allow the body to lead and the body to go in, and you need that trust because people haven't trusted their bodies for so long. And so I, I hope to bridge that trust. And really my only desire is to give parameters for experimentation so people can find their own truths. Yeah, yeah, and this thing you, you, uh, you always said, I've actually incorporated that into my, into my yin trainings as well, this thing, so don't trust me, but uh, go out and verify me. And that is, you know, that is my experience as well, that you know, I need to try it on my own body to see that it works. And um, that is like the biggest, the best proof you could ever get. It's like coming out of that day three cleanse or fast or a seven day and experience how much energy energy you have and like how much alive you feel and how happy you are and just how your body feels in peace in a different way and I, I'll never I'll never forget that moment when I did my first class cleanse and I woke up on day four and I just like was dancing like I like I I've never done that as an adult before the way I felt like doing it on day four after not having eating for three days. And that was just mind-blowing. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, if we're talking about anything about healing, yeah, the ultimate healing power is the body's own natural healing force. We call this prana, we call this chi, we call this mana, wherever we are. And allowing that to do the work rather than the mind. And I mean, herbs are great when needed in addition to or adjunct to the body's own healing power. And if our lifestyle or our practices are not supportive of the body healing itself, then we're in our own way. And really the journey of this human life is to get out of our own way. And so in terms of kind of assessing practitioners of people that you want to work with, how much are they doing their own work? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that should hopefully show up within the first two seconds of seeing them or talking to them or feeling into them. It's just like, is this person being honest? Is this person ready to be vulnerable? Is this person blabbering off a bunch of shit to make them look smart? Yeah. What terms are they using? And that's why I always, always, always really tried to like make it for the layman. Make it for the layman because if I can't explain it in words that everyone's gonna understand and that seem logical to them, then it's useless. Exactly. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. And if I can be vulnerable, I would say that in a way that's almost like taking that path has in some way inhibited my own further studies. Yeah. Right? I didn't go to medical school for a reason because I didn't want to drown down the wormhole of narrow mindedness. Like I want to stay back at that bigger picture perspective. And astrologically, this is the Aquarius versus the Virgo. Yeah. Right? My, I only have South Node and Virgo. Like I'm moving away from that nitpicky, focused obsession with health where it's all about, oh, you need this mineral and that nutrient. And, and like that, it's, it's the bigger picture perspective. It's like, no, my 
his, uh, whatever he said, pillars of health are these three things, right? The microbiome, what were they? The mineral cell salts. And, um, and clearing away the biofilm or something? Yeah, yeah. Like clearing out the gut, which, yeah, okay, that's super similar, right? That one would be elimination. The mineral salts would be hydration. And there was the mitochondrial. Okay, so the mitochondrial was the yeah. third. It wasn't actually the biofilm. Yeah. And what is he saying about that? Did you get that? I mean, if he said it and neither of us understood, yeah, then it's yeah, then it's useless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's like, what are we actually saying here in the world of health? Because you're gonna have a million people saying a million different things all over the world yeah, that are just gonna create more confusion. And so, what creates empowered, embodied understanding? Because that's the only thing that I'm interested in is people using this and doing it. And as I've gotten more into the decentralization sphere. Yeah. Uh, in terms of blockchain and of course cryptocurrency is an outcome of that but uh, anything else where we're taking back our own power and using radical self-reliance as I've become more and more a burner uh, by the 10 principles of burning man look them up if you haven't uh, this aspect of showing up for ourselves right rather than relying on others yeah. like the whole paradigm of going to a healer and asking for something, it's like you're, like you said, it's, it makes you vulnerable. You're, yeah. you're very vulnerable. Yeah. You're opening yourself to them and if they're approaching it with ego and without having done their self-work and not um, really traipsing delicately upon very delicate territory, yeah, yeah, for sure. then there can be consequences. And so it's not so much about knowing the right things. It's about how they're conveyed yeah how they're communicated and presented and yeah and yeah for sure for sure as i yeah it's um yeah i just lost a word there um <clears throat> Yeah, for sure. It's like, but yeah, I always remember your words about that too, about like taking your health back and like, um, but sometimes you need guidance mm -hmm. and, um, and you, and different areas of, of life, you will look for different types of healers and different types of help. Also, as you will address like different issues. Um, so yeah, it is like the... Yeah, knowing to, yeah, as you said, and that was actually a really good guide in how to what how to look for a practitioner or a healer that you can trust, um, which is really important that they're not more into selling products and making a business than actually helping, helping you heal. Like if, uh, and that is like where the ego takes over when it comes to be about money and about uh, their yeah how popular they are or famous they are then it's no longer about me as a uh, as a patient or a, um, or yeah just human being searching for yeah searching for help yeah yeah I mean it brings us back to the whole I'm not your guru movement mm -hmm. like that has always been yeah. my my ethos because of my Leo rising I'm super sensitive to the shadow of Leo which is look at me I'm on the center stage and so I like I I would say from a young age I've even over exerted prevention of that of don't like don't look at me I'm here to 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 trigger 
and ignite some things inside of you and then get the fuck away from me. Yeah, like that's, that's also the Venus and Aries. It's like, it's, it's a convenient combination in a yeah, way yeah. because like I love people and I want people to heal and people coming back and telling me their story of how they've taken their health back into their own hands uh, is like there's almost nothing more touching to me than that. Mm. Um, and yet that's just the way that I work, right? Other people want to be the mothering, whatever, and other people need the mothering. Yeah. And so and it was actually a good lesson for me last year. Uh, in one of the teacher trainings that I was teaching, I had a friend of mine in Bali come and speak um, on emotional healing and... Um, She's a psychotherapist, European, okay. and has lived in Bali for a while and knows the yoga scene. And so she was, she was speaking in relation to how yoga teachers can show up. And the conversation got to a place where she was talking about um, different types of people. Yeah. So some people were born and raised with a strong emotional foundation where they could go to their mother or their father or whomever it was and have a healthy emotional sphere that allowed them to develop their own self-reliance. Yeah. There are other people who were traumatized from a young age who didn't have that healthy emotional sphere. And so no matter what, they'll not be able to get it from within. Yeah. And at that point in time, um, last year, my big phrase that I kind of wanted to say or did <laughs> to all of my uh, students and clients was, this is a conversation that you're having with yourself. Yeah. I was super passionate about the fact that anytime anyone wanted to project something, yeah. that they actually internalize it and do the self-work. Yeah. And I still, to some extent, am. And that is still one of my favorite phrases that's come through me. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, this is a conversation that, that I want to maybe instigate or start because I want that dialogue to be there. Yeah. Whereas in the outside world, with the pharmaceuticals, with the health industry, with all, with all of it, with the food uh, huge megalithic sales for processed food oh God, yeah. that conversation's not happening no, no. about like what is it to feel good or, or why am I here what is this or how do I know what I think I know about health all of the myriad varieties of the conversation that one has with oneself and yet my friend who came to speak on the yoga teacher training said that people who didn't have that emotional rock or solidity from a young age wouldn't be like wouldn't respond okay to that idea. Wow, that's really interesting. Because they yeah. need someone, someone from outside of them. Yeah. And astrologically, I could definitely see that there are certain quote-unquote personality types that um, wouldn't that would need more guidance, yeah. like you said. Yeah. Um, I think those of us with Sagittarius, yeah. prominent in our chart, for you, Venus, for me, Mars, um, that this is a big, and your sun and rising, yeah that it's a big mission it's a vision quest for truth yes, and that's yeah. a mission that you're on alone yeah. it's the pioneer it's the one you know charging out into the middle of the field that's never been explored yeah. and <clears> so um in that respect it's like more obvious let's say uh that those people would be able to do it on their own and yeah. and, and be willing to make the experiments and i fully recognize that like attracts like maybe I don't love that phrase but that certain people will be able to hear my voice and then I will help certain people yeah yeah and others won't yeah and that's even true. though it's like we are all in this human body it's you know but that counts for everything you know there will always 100%. be yeah that you that some people would resonate with what you say and other people won't but it's interesting that you can actually trace it back to 
like emotional, like your upbringing and and that uh, how that affected you in what in that you need help or like um, support in what you do in order to follow through follow through. I found that really yeah interesting. I mean, it's in one respect uh, emotional, and then in another respect, um, it's how much you're willing to heal. Yeah, yeah. Because we're all traumatized. Yeah, yeah. Like just because I had a super loving, amazing upbringing with unconditional love and endless support from my entire family, right? Like, thanks, mom <laughs> and dad, Angel. I love you so much. Um, doesn't mean that there weren't traumas that I faced or, or, or even worse, like traumas that I faced in my own head, Yeah. you know? And so everyone needs healing period. The end. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a matter of how much we're going to allow life force energy, healing energy to come through us. And that's not some esoteric Reiki based claim. That is how much do we allow our own aliveness, Allah vitality, to flow? Or how much do we keep it depressed by the people who are around us that we consume, the media that's around us that we consume, how we spend our time, uh, how dehydrated we are, Mm -hmm. and then the food that we're eating or emotionally eating or just unconsciously choosing to eat even though we think it's healthy and yet it has some kind of processed uh, ingredient or oil that's going to cause inflammation in the body, which will make life force energy less available to run. And so what I'm interested in is stuff that works. Yeah. And what works is igniting someone's own healing power. Yes. So that's looking inside, which is diametrically different from looking outside to a healer or getting the right herbs or this latest craze or that kind of diet. I mean, all of those diets, what they're doing, whether it's a lectin free diet, whether it's a paleo diet, whether it's a keto diet, which is just, again, Atkins, come paleo, come whatever. It's like every 10 years we recycle this carb-free and kind of clean it up a little bit more, which is exciting. We're getting better. But it's the same shit, right? Or whether it's a vegan diet or fruitarian diet or gluten-free. All of this is taking away things. That's what those diets are. Diets are giving you less and less and less so that you're taking in something that's more pure, easily digestible, Right? And doing less dampening effect to your life force energy. So it's not the diet that will ever heal. It's the fact that the diet itself is removing blockades from your vitality to flow, from your life force energy to heal itself. And that's why fasting, when you're removing everything, has the greatest effect. Right? So it's like we don't need to sit there and say which diet scientifically is better. It's like, no, the, the body is best. Eat yourself. Yeah. that's what I've been saying with these online cleanses like come have a taste of yourself oh yeah yeah and so yeah there's a lot to be said there mm-hmm. I something that I love in in my life and in life in general is that things are intertwining more and more and more and some of those things intertwining are definitely um spirituality yeah. you could call it I don't like that word no, because I, it's yeah. it's it's also like spirit which is also externalized yeah that's why I always say I'm a Hindu right mm-hmm. uh, Jewish born Hindu mm-hmm. where it's the entire conceptualization of God in Hinduism is that it's a mirror yeah so Krishna Krishna lives inside of you yeah 
right? You are God yeah. in Hinduism, which is very different than a Judeo-Christian uh, monotheistic idea of this white blonde guy who wasn't actually white or blonde if the story is actually true, <laughs> right? Outside of you, who's going to save you? Yeah. It's that savior kind of archetype. And this comes directly back to the healer, yeah. right? The healer as the savior, as the guru, as the authority figure that's centralized with all of the knowledge. It's like, no, no, let's give this back. This is for you. You are all of this that's ever been. And let's awaken that inside of you. And so re-embracing um, the Godhead mm-hmm. inside of, of like, how can we come up with a new word for spirituality? Because what I was saying is that the interweaving pathways of spirituality work and then how we spend our time in general, where we live and what we're doing. The, this braid of, of our human experience is something that I'm constantly exploring. Yeah as a global nomad on the road changing, like doing different work, just like having every day be so erratically different. These are things we need to start reflecting on in our life and they're things that have never been, I would say available to us before because before if someone was born into a small village with very little mode of transport, right? Their life path was to grow up in that small village to adapt or adopt all of the ideas of the society around them, including any kind of religion or spiritually based, why am I here, cosmos storytelling kind of thing, right? So that's their spirituality woven in, that's how they're spending their time woven in. And then their work would just be whatever the society needed or whatever fit in. And it was almost pre-dictated to an extent. Yeah. But now yeah. in the modern world, like we're av- so much is everything's available. Yeah. So like someone like you who's who's come to the third decade and uh or the almost the what is it one, two, three, almost the fourth. Oh my god, we're in the fourth decade. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um and you know, like not fixated on what you want or what you're here to do. It's because there's so much available and so we're gonna braid this with intention. Yes. And I feel like a lot of perhaps these ego-based practitioners uh, are not braiding in the spirituality with their work and they're, they're doing the healing practitioner role or the healing practice with uh, old modalities of centralized ways of doing things where they have the authority and it's about them. You know, yeah, it's not yeah. about distribution of, of Godhead or, inf- or it's not even about information, but empowerment. Yes, yes, for sure. That is that is really, yeah, really interesting. And also, um, yeah, I guess it's one of the reasons why I always kept returning to your work in some way, because it is different in from every, you know, I've been I've been on this yeah quest for truth in terms of health for so many years and uh and yeah, it, it took me like into many different modalities and uh, um, paradigms. And uh, yeah, it, it's, it's also true that, you know, no, um, no paradigm is, is true. Like it's none of them is like, um, can't find the word right now, but. Um, um, 100% true. Yes, exactly, exactly. Like, uh, so. <clears throat> So yeah, definitely the more, also the more I learned and that's been my journey that, that it is like my own truth that will only be the truth that I could never find that externally. It will always come back to me and then I can, I will always have learned something from the different modalities that I dived into, widen my perspective and I maybe taken some of it 
and others I've like said no this is not for me um, and I guess that is exactly what you say it's like taking my health into my own hands and making myself the god that I my my body needs or my life needs or that um, you're your own doctor yes exactly and that is that has always been my goal it was like to become free of like the healthcare system and to take yeah to take being in charge um, and not to have some doctor told me that I would need so to take something externally for the rest of my life because I never believed that who could ever who could ever make that uh, uh, claim yeah in the future to to and who has the right to say that you know it it really yeah it is um, yeah it it made and that is also really interesting what having pharmaceuticals prescribed to you how small it can make you because you are being told by a doctor uh, who are you are in society being told that you are supposed to trust uh, that you will need this in order to survive or your body will need this in order to to heal and uh, yeah it's just really listening within and trusting that you you know yourself better than the doctor um, and yeah, that that was where my healing journey started. And oh my God, that was with yeah. your father, the doctor. <laughs> no, not my father. It was it was a different doctor. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. I mean, the the amount of like mind fuck with authority and centralization of power um, is in one right. I don't want to say it's fully bad, and we should only rebel against it because no. in one right, it's safety precautions yes, because what pharmaceuticals are doing today like the amount of concentrated chemical compounds synthetically produced in the laboratory the effect to which those can forgive my language fuck with the body yeah, yeah. can completely mess up the normal functioning and depress yeah. or um irritate the vitality the life force energy the chi the prana whatever you want to call it uh, is is tremendous yeah. and because there's so much um, puppeting yeah, yeah, yeah. of normal hormonal responses and we've almost imbalanced the endocrine system intentionally through pharmaceuticals yeah. as long as well as the circulatory system and lymphatic system like it it goes on yeah. there needs to be kind of a checks and balances safety gap which is a pharmacist yeah now, if you look at pharmacy education, yeah, yeah. it's all about checks and balances of chemicals and like, don't take this medication if you're taking that medication and if there's this kind of, and it's all to do with illness and imbalance. Yeah. Um, so healthcare is actually sick care, as we know, and hopefully that's been circulated and can please everyone listening continue to say that because it's important that we have that first level of critical inquiry or critical thought of the entire allopathic medicine industry is not about health. No. It's about disease. No. It's about varying levels of imbalance. And, and the work that I'm doing here is, and again, I, like, I hear me saying I every time, but the work that like, I was fucking sent here to do, if I may, on some level, but hopefully I can leave when I make my AI and make myself no longer needed in this sphere, is to create a bunch of individually self-doctoring individuals. And what does that mean? That means that you doctor, you change your physiology every single day that you wake up. Yeah. Right? It's about you, and it's about you taking health back into your own hands. And when you go beyond the level of normally defined health, which is living with absence of disease, yeah. then all of a sudden, 
if you were ever to drop down to everyone else's level of health, right, for whatever reason, because your lifestyle practices that you've been practicing, not taking herbs, but sleeping early, hydrating, like all these silly, simple things that people just don't do today. Yeah. Once you go back to that level of health, you'll be able to lift yourself back up and you'll never dip down into disease because of practices like fasting. Yeah. Right? Fasting is the best medicine we could ever take because it's a pill of yourself. Yeah. It's a pill of your own healing energy. The life force that made the body heals the body. Yeah. Period. The end. And so there's so much here with the ego and the paradigm of of the healer and this and that and um, yeah I mean uh, <laughs> all of us can just get super sensitive about every time we use the word I and I mean I've been back I like I hear it still when I say it every time because it's the Leo rising shadow I've been back and forth of to the point where I was a hardcore political economist before my rebirth going to my advisor on this very Northern California-inspired sustainability-themed program in uh, India. Yeah. Right, where she told me to use I in my papers. And I remember going up to her and saying, I cannot use the word I in my academic papers. Like that hard-minded, um, almost denial, which has a whole symbology behind it because that's really, I mean, academics and Americans are some of the people in the world who do the least self-reflection. Yeah. And self-inquiry. Yeah. So not putting I in the paper is only uh, symptomatic of that, which is funny. Right? Yeah. And then uh, I've been all the way to doing super personal writings. Right? You still haven't read my one of my most intimate pieces mm -hmm. um, where it's about my journey. And I realize that me as a human and like the amount of vulnerability that I can share with the world yeah. and my own self-conversation, that that is what inspires most. Yeah. I fully trust that. And, and that I've shied away from as well. Um, but like those are the two sides of the paradigm, putting the I there fully, but hopefully from a vulnerable state rather yeah. than from, a, I know what I'm talking about, listen to me. Yeah. My product, my student, my healing method, right? All of that like ego-based thing is, 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 has waves um, of harm that would equate to the waves of healing. And so there's just so much on this spectrum and ways that we can start to listen between the lines rather than to the lines would be listening to when someone's is high, especially if they're in the healing field, whatever kind of healing there is. And I said to you the other day, like healers are healers for a reason yeah. because they're the ones who need healing, yeah. just like psychotherapists are psychotherapists because they're the crazy ones. <laughs> and like I, like, I love them and they have a role and it's, it's like, this is Chiron in astrology. Yeah. It's the wounded healer that through our own healing, we help and heal others. Yeah. And so that's why I've never identified as a healer, never wanted to be a healer, like really stepping away from that sphere. I'm a revolutionary. It's, it's a totally different thing. I'm just a health revolutionary, right? Maybe you could say. And even the I in that, like I, I'm still hearing it. It's, and yet, this is our dharma. The I is dharma. If we can take our right path, right action, and our, our life purpose, which if anyone doesn't know their life purpose, like it's so beautifully, easily delineated through an astrological chart. And that is my huge bias because that is how I see the world through the lens of astrology and it is a system it is a science that's been passed down 
not to me from the ancient Egyptians, right? But through every generation of humans on earth, because when we go to sleep every night, what is true is the stars. Yeah, for sure. And the magnetic influence, which science has yet to fully understand yeah, yeah. upon the earth, right? We can observe little parts of it, like the moon and the tides washing up and changing, that there are changes that are happening that are beyond the human mind's ability to understand. Yeah, yeah. And so all I can do as a scientist here on earth, because I am a scientist and I think you are hugely too, is come back to the place of like, okay, let me trial and error. Let me verify. Let me put a hypothesis out and see if it's true. And astrology just continues to prove itself as truer and truer and truer every single time. And it is just like any kind of language or communication, fully biased by the person communicating it. And so just like going to a specific healer who, who resonates, I wish there was a less esoteric way to say resonate, less new age, that, I mean, because it is vibrational in a way that, that you feel resonant with, Yeah, yeah. right? Their message or their way of communicating their message, that it's also the same fivefold with astrology because I've had also negative waves. I mean, I don't, negative and positive isn't useful, but... Um, non-healing, harmful waves of someone having gotten an astrology reading and then obsessing about that because the astrologer can also be the guru. The astrologer can be the one with the knowledge disempowering someone. And a lecture that I started to give last year, which is still probably my favorite thing to talk about, is astrology and psychosomatics. That even, even when we get into healing and health, right, uh, it's all in the head. It's our mind that creates all the problems, yes, no matter sure. if it's yeah. the imbalance of your microbiome or if your kidneys aren't filtering or whatever it is. It's all stems from the mind. It's all emotions, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so you sure. can call that emotions, which is yeah. energy in motion, right? And so then we go back to chi and we go back to vitality. And this is why when someone's fasting, they have huge emotional like <gasps> enlightenments. Yeah. Because the chi is allowed to move, the emotions allowed to move, and that doesn't mean that you're crying in a closet for seven hours. It just means that things balance out. That is the natural um, response of of fasting. And so, in this, in astrology and psychosomatics, it's the same thing. Because if we have subdued ourselves or numbed ourselves, depending upon what is or isn't appropriate in society, and that doesn't match our innate astrological imprinting. And we hinder that and put it down, then it will make us ill. Yes, for sure. For yeah? sure. Yeah. For example, my Venus and Aries, I curse a lot, okay? Mm-hmm. People have been telling me a lot to stop cursing because it's inappropriate, because that's the filter through which they're hearing and it doesn't match with their whatever or it's not societally acceptable. But it's, it's like liberating to me. It's healing to me to say, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm making a decision again. <laughs> I questioned my decision last week, but now I'm, I'm making the decision again. Uh, and that results in health. Whereas if I were to police myself yes. or suppress myself of that natural life force energy flowing through in that way, which is, I would say, astrologically symbolified by maybe Venus and Aries, then that's going to result in disease. And it's really, really, really that simple. And so this self-inquiry, this self-knowledge, this conversation that we're having with ourself, that is yoga, Yes. right? There's a great Patabi Joyce quote that is, yoga is self-knowledge, right? That That is what this quest is. And so it's about the inner work and the inside job. And that is consciousness, is the result of doing that inside work. And so... That is what results in healing, and 
it's so important that people know themselves deeply in these ways with whatever system. I mean, I'm not a great fan of numerology or all these personality tests, but what I am a fan of is the energy to inquire. Yes. Yeah. To search for that. Yeah, and to see the shadow sides and work work on those. Yeah, and in that way it could be it can be a really powerful tool. Um, yeah, but even more powerful tools is is like having is having conversations about it with mm-hmm. your loved ones and the ones close to you. In a, <laughs> in that's, a, that's beautiful. No, but it 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 really is like if if you can have people around you take you by the hand when they see sides of you that are not uh, that are not good for you uh, and help them so they can help you work through your shadow sides. That is... <sighs> I mean, so I'm going to get real vulnerable here. We'll see if my dad ever listens to this. Um, yeah, so there's, I mean, there's one thing that we can say, like someone taking you by the hand and, and walking you there. And if the person's not willing and ready to do the work, it of won't course. be done. No. And so consent is something huge that I'm lecturing about in all ways. Yeah. Are you willing to do this? Like yeah. someone has to have consented to it before it happening. And that's huge because that's also safety. We need safety. We need to be safe in order to heal. The parasympathetic nervous system has to be on for healing to happen. If the sympathetic nervous system is engaged, healing cannot and will not ever happen yeah. you're right so it's not about the the lectins or the biofilm right it's about how you feel yeah. in the moment because in the end when you look at human physiology it is the, the nervous system that controls every other system yeah right you get intimidated your heart rate goes up you start sweating your hormone levels change it's just like it's one two three and it's instantaneous so having someone feel safe set and setting is so important yeah and then from there um yeah, having the willingness to do the self-work because if I think of me growing up with a Mars and Scorpio father who did not have an outlet for his anger or for his the energy, I shouldn't say anger, but the life force that was flowing through it came out as anger yeah. and it came out as yelling. And then like how many other people listening to this had a father who yelled all the time? Yeah. And clearly there's something still inside of me that... <laughs> That, that will be and can be and is being looked at of the effect that they'll have on my life. Right now, it, it feels more sentimental or nostalgic rather than like really hurt or victim um, because he's an amazing man and he's one of the most beautiful men that most people have ever seen. And yet, like, when Mars and Scorpio doesn't have an outlet, right, it comes out as screaming. Yeah. And so there were times when I was a kid that I remember I wanted to put like a candid camera in to videotape him and then play it back so he yeah, could see what he looked like. Yeah, right. exactly. I remember doing that. I was like 10 yeah. or younger. Yeah, yeah. And, and yet, and I've, I've, I've broached conversations with him to, to try to talk about it. But if he doesn't want to do the work, yeah, then, then he won't be willing to look. No. That is very true. That is very true. And so what came to me when you said, like, being willing to talk about it with your loved ones, like, if my father sat down with me or my mother or anyone and said, I acknowledge that sometimes I yell. Yeah. Right? That, oh, God, the amount of tears that that would bring. Just, like, the power of that. 
And then being able to just like dialogue in that because unconditional dialogue where it's like, okay, look, yes, you yell and I still love you. Exactly, exactly. And that is that is where we need to that go. That is healing. That is healing, yeah. That is exactly and that was exactly what I meant. That um <clears throat> yeah, that if we can do that for each other, then oh my god, then we can really like yeah, we can really heal each other. That is the real work. And 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 that is also because after I said it I also just realized that that actually having someone I said taking you by the hand and show you your shadow sides, then you are not your God yourself. Then you're having someone help yeah, you. But yeah. we all need help sometimes. And I I truly that is that is a paradigm for me, like how much help do we need from the outside and how much are we supposed to do all the work ourselves? Um and so that is like I and I still haven't like found the answer for that, but I just uh yeah, I've been experiencing how beautiful it is when someone you know fully loves you despite all your shadow sides and despite all your flaws and mistakes and uh, the times you yell um, and you can talk about it and they will help you point out when you start yelling and ask you why are you yelling right now and that is when you start like realizing oh my God, this has nothing to do with what... It was just something that triggered me, that made me yell. Maybe I'm not even angry at the person I'm yelling at. It's something very different. It's uh, it's something that happened earlier today or something at work or just my... Uh, I hit my big toe earlier today and that is killing me. And so for me, that is... Yeah, as you said, that is true healing. That when you have someone close to you as well, of course you need to do the self-work yourself but that is also helping people help you to do the self-work yeah. and that is yeah that is but that is not only unconditional like conversations also for me it's also unconditional love like and that is healing you know that it in its purest form to me at least that is i read something recently that said no love is unconditional and I think that that's just a reflection of the conversation that we're having with ourselves. Yeah. If we are not unconditionally loving to ourselves yeah. and accepting of all of our shadow sides, yeah. and everyone has shadow sides. Oh, Mother yeah. Teresa had shadow sides, right? Yeah. That That is what produces that kind of um, bias towards the world. Yeah. And so to get unconditional with ourselves, only then can we really hold this unconditional space with others. And that's that's perhaps one, I would say, milestone on, on, a, on a track point. And a, sh- a story that I often share, and I'll just share right now before hopefully responding to what you said, if I can remember, is um, I was sitting once years ago um, with a roommate who um, sat me down and told me that he was contempl- contemplating suicide. Oh, my God. And that was one of the most powerful, still pivotal moments in my life um that perhaps propelled my spiritual journey because at that moment I sat with him and I held him and there was no let's find help let's there's something wrong with you let's fix it what came through me when I got out of my own way was how can I love you more yeah that was the question that was what came through and that was it and 
that was a guiding force for so much after that time. And it was also something that I was able to give to people in the yoga teacher trainings that I was teaching. How can I love you more? If we can just come to that place. Yes, exactly. Right, that is the unconditional fueling. Yes, yeah. What do you, yeah. Yeah, what do you need? And that is... And so this is where I was coming back to of, of... you had said um, when that person's yelling the community accountability because that is what community gives is accountability and that's why these online fasting retreats are so much more powerful than someone saying I'm going to do a cleanse on my own yeah, yeah, it yeah, is yeah. the collaboration it is the accountability it is the shared human experience yes. and the journey yeah. that when we look to saying to someone why are you yelling right now this is why I've embraced so much lately Nonviolent communication. Even though it's something that I learned more than a decade ago, I've been embracing it way more in my teachings because it's so important. It's not why are you yelling more, but what's there? What are you experiencing? What human need of yours isn't being met? Exactly. And like coming to that, coming to what's behind the mask of the yelling, right? Rather than approaching or attacking the mask that's yelling, it's like, how can I love you more? What's behind that? what's there and this is where I see myself going with my own journey of being someone in the healing world of when I'm running these online fasts like right now I'm working with this entrepreneurial group who are not necessarily at all in the spiritual world that haven't been inducted in self-reflection or doing the self-work beyond uh, making their mornings great and trying to be positive and all these kind of like quasi-superficial yes steps on the path I mean who am I to assess what's superficial but those are starting because it's not only all light and it cannot ever be all light that someone who's super positive all the time has equal amounts of darkness that are being hidden yeah right that is the polarity of existence of duality of us being in separate skins here on the earth yes and I'm I'm these people I'm being a little bit relentless because that is a theme that's also come into my work over the past at least six months of okay fine if I'm still going to be doing any of this healing stuff which I kind of want to go into a bigger different more revolutionary sphere even though it's like it is an inside job it starts with yourself it starts with your health it starts through body and that's what allows the consciousness to come or not yes yeah right that this relentlessness is 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 asking them with love from a space of non non ego as much as that can be because everything I ever say comes from ego that is speaking and this is one of my biggest learnings from the 40 days of silence was I don't even want to open my mouth because it's just the moment I say something right it's ego based and so it's like how are we using our ego and this is a concept that has been with me for a long time of how how are we sharpening our ego to write the story of beauty rather than the story of harm or triumph or power yes and so i'm pushing these entrepreneurs right to these places to ask themselves those questions and that's why writing as well has has come in so much stronger in my work because that's the dialogue literally that someone's writing with themselves and to just even look at that or yeah. hear it or have it come through is... Yeah, having it come through. <clears throat> my, you, and my experience with writing is so much that, that I can have an idea about, you know, when I sit and journal. And I try to journal every day. I don't get, always get it done. But that, you know, 
I have an idea of what I want to write, but the moment the pen reaches the paper, it's something often something very different than what I wanted to have expressed. And that is, it is so, it's always so interesting to me because it, it's clearly, you know, it's, it's the unconscious, it's my consciousness that is flowing through the pen. And it gives me like constantly getting to know myself better. Uh, so yeah, that I, yeah, and I I remember you said it like it's a detox, it's a mental detox, and it's it's so it's it's shifted how my mind works since I started writing like journal every day, because I get rid of the the fog and the uh, all the the questions and the wonders, and it just clears out. And then again and again having this experience of of there is something beyond me that I am not in control of that is running through me all the time and. When writing, I can put it to a piece of paper where I can look at it in a different way instead of constantly having this inner dialogue that just takes me out of the moment and the now and makes me, yeah, often like it, it takes away my focus. So that is really, really powerful. Um, not only as the, like the clarity that it brings to your mind, but also just to, yeah, to get to know yourself better your patterns and your your way of thinking and your way of acting and I've had huge realizations of like uh, yeah my own behavior towards other people while writing and it's been it's that is you know, deep self-work yeah yeah it's an inside job as my friend Frank Ferrante says all the time <laughs> so yeah I kind of want to um, recap at the end and yeah. if there's anything else that you have to say this was a conversation about the ego in the healing profession. Uh, this is a conversation about decentralization of health. Yeah. This is a conversation about doing the inside work. Yeah. And I want to leave people with uh, practical applications for this, whether it be writing, journaling, whether it be getting consent to do the difficult conversations, whether it be yeah. using nonviolent communication and studying it and using it with yourself first and foremost to instigate that conversation whether an action item here be to get an astrology reading from an astrologer that you resonate with and I do here's a little product plant um, but with reason I do quick astrology downloads that can give someone that first taste uh, at a very reduced price for people to get that first step to have something to start to suck on or bite on uh, in the conversation with themselves and uh, I don't know how long it'll be before I create an AI to do that for me rather than me having to do it but I'm still doing it and it's actually the main part of my income right now so it's like uh, that's something that's still working and we'll see how long it still works for but it's super important to me okay product plant over you don't need to buy anything from me you don't have to spend money you can go online and look at astro.com it's a great resource and yet there are some things where it like the computer still doesn't speak as well as a human, so maybe yeah. I can't create an AI yet. AI yet, but um, anyway, you can look at Matilda's <laughs> <laughs> testimonial from my astrological stuff. Yes. Um, I want to also leave you with a specific kind of checklists of um, what to look for, what not to look for when when working with a practitioner, any in any kind of alternative healing modality. So if they're saying I a lot, and what is the languaging behind I? Is it about their system or them as a guru or them as an authority um, or them as a salesman? 
versus the body or you. And I mean, someone could also like super manipulate the system and make it about you do this or you need this. Uh, So being aware on both polarities, ends of the polarity. Um, Someone using super technical words like biofilm and not empowering you to actually embody and understand the the knowledge of it. Um, And yeah, kind of holding back their power through using overly scientific terminology. Um, Looking at things like, and I quote, this is a recipe that I got from the ancient Egyptians with emphasis on the eye, and we have a recording of that. Like, it's just, it's it's so beautiful, and I I, I fully embrace everything he was saying uh, in his ethos, in his desire, in his intention, perhaps is a better word than ethos. And yet, that phrase, anything coming out of the mouth, hasn't been engaged with or self-reflected upon or looked at because who are we to get things from the ancient Egyptians? It's like, okay, if he was born Egyptian yeah. and his great-great-great-grandfather used to make this clay formula, fuck yeah. Yes, for sure. Right, and this is, this is a whole other conversation that we can have about Western shamans and yeah, um, we were all born into this lifetime as the person we are for a reason and for us to kind of mix that up and pretend we're someone else is complicated in its own way and has a this is another podcast there's a cliffhanger um making blanket claims like this can and will heal everyone um or everyone needs i mean i make them all the time so this is a commentary on myself as well but and i think the things that i'm using like fasting which are instigating the body self-healing or um hydration which clearly everyone could use more of just by sheer virtue of the air conditioner and uh, the fact that we live so far away from natural thriving bodies of water and our diet and lifestyle and use of salt today. We're all dehydrated and dehydration is at the root of most disease. Like, So I make blanket claims, but other people making blanket claims maybe about a herb yeah, or a food yeah, yeah. yeah an external thing yes. rather than an internal thing. Maybe that's helpful. Maybe that's not. (laughs) Uh, I hope that everyone listening can still see that this is like a conversation where I am trying to be as self-reflective as possible in every step of the way because it's very, very delicate territory to claim you know anything about health and I don't want to claim that I know anything. I want to connect people back to their bodies and empower them to do their experiments so they can find their own embodied truth. Um, And then selling products. This is the last thing that I had there. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that earlier, about <clears throat> how many health practitioners would often like recommend you tons of products. And, and I, that's how they make their money. Yes, they do their consult awesome. for a reduced fare, yeah. and then they'll sell you products for three times that fare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, be aware of that. And also, and yeah, just listen to yourself instead. Like, how much do I actually need to take 10 different uh, vitamins and uh, probiotics and herbs every single day. Is that is that health to me? I'm not sure it is necessarily, but uh, yeah, that's only for, for you to decide. Yeah, clearly we both have a bias. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you're still buying products from people because you want to do the experimentation. Yes. And I'm yeah. only buying tinctures or things like that in emergency cases yes that when when you have this radical self-reliance and this 
baseline of resilience that fasting gives. Yeah. Right? It's like anything can happen to anyone. And if they can fall back upon enlivening their own inner vitality and self-healing power, then they're that much more powerful rather than disempowering themselves by going to a healer or reaching outside of them for herbs or it's it's an inside job. Yeah. That's what it comes down to on all levels. Is there anything you want to say in closing? No, thank you for having this conversation. Yeah, thank you for being vulnerable. Thank everyone for listening and, and hopefully instigating this conversation that it's so important. It's so pivotal. And Dr. Oz... Dr. Axe, Dr. Whomever, I hope you guys are listening because as healers, I don't, I'm not even going to say that, but like, <laughs> as people who have an influence on a number of, of people, uh, we need to do the inner work and need to take self-reflection on every step of the game Yeah, because yeah, it is a game. Yeah. We're born into skins and we're talking. Our egos are talking. Yeah. I, was, <clears throat> I would say follow your intuition when it comes to your health. Like, uh, that is, yeah, as I, I said earlier, that is, that's been my journey. I did that and oh my God, what happened since has been like, yeah, magical. So don't, don't trust. Blindly. Yeah, don't trust blindly. Uh, ask yourself whether, yeah, this is true and only, only you will know that answer. Yeah. So, and that 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 normally happens closing your eyes and being really honest with yourself, and uh, you'll have a feeling one way or another. You can use your body as a pendulum if that's not too esoteric, (laughs) Um, or just really tap into uh, that sense of aliveness. And this is this is still perhaps uh, the thing that my ego would want to brag about most, and that's why we called it a health satsang. Why I called it a health satsang was because the idea of satsang or truth and community that's seen in India when people are enlivening consciousness in general is that you leave the satsang with this resonant feeling of you are more enlightened because of sitting in truth. And so in a health satsang, hopefully people will leave as, as they do from my lectures continuously with, oh my God, I feel so energized right now, or yes, that makes so much sense, or thank you so much, and sometimes that can come off as like fanfare of people, oh, I love everything you say, and and I'm super resistant to that. (laughs) But that force of vitality that's being communicated is, that is my shamanism, is that it's energetic, right? You don't need to take a plant to reconnect to your inner life force energy. It's like a zap, here it is, take some, run with it, and allow it to continue to flow. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Um, Please continue to have this conversation with yourself and whatever you're doing right now, just take a breath and come back to the fact that being a human in the 21st century is not easy and that you're doing a great job just by waking up and being here and being willing to listen to conversations like these. Um, continue to have them with everyone you know and love and make life real and worth living with depth thanks for joining us for another episode of the vitality podcast please click over to apple podcasts and leave a rating and review to spread this work with the world you have a part in transforming humanity's health 
Keep enjoying this free resource and make sure to give back by sharing, subscribing, and checking out all of Andrea's work at liveforvitality.com, where you can find links to Instagram and other social media. Andrea also gives astrology readings, holds online fasting retreats, and teaches detox courses and advanced yoga teacher trainings. So come to liveforvitality.com and let Andrea transform your life now. Now.